0: what's up everybody welcome to bomb city locker room talk podcast you're listening to episode 104 as always i'm james
1: and i'm the h-n-i-c adrian
0: go ahead and elaborate on what that stands for
1: it means (laughs) head nigga in charge that's what that means
0: (laughs) and it's just two of us tonight yeah we went golfing earlier windy as hell was it still windy the the front nine? Because we played the back nine and I had to leave. But how was the front nine? Um, it
1: actually the wind did finally die down a little bit,
0: but it did get
1: colder. So it was colder, but at least the wind did die down a little bit. So it wasn't as bad as as the back nine was. It's always
0: fun to go to the par three because you can stay as late as you want, and you yeah. know even if the sun goes down, you still are going to be able to golf. Yeah, because they of have lights. Those,
1: they have those lights on. I think they stay open till like midnight or well, at least the course stays open till midnight but like the bar area they stay open till 2 but yeah
0: um that bar is like super popular
1: yeah and it was still packed whenever we went back after we were done with the um the front nine we went back to the bar and it was
0: still packed we sat at the bar had a beer um I feel like it's one of the most popular bars on the south side of town.
1: Well, the thing is, they always have specials going on. Like their happy hour goes on from like two to seven. It's two two dollar beers, and then also the owners they they've got a lot of like friends, and they've got a like a big circle. People, of, of, yeah. of people that they know and like a lot of the people that go there are like friends with the owners or they know the owners somehow or they just go because number one the food's good and two the the drinks are always cheap so that's why it's so
0: popular the food is really good it, it is i mean we we had the what was it cheese fries yeah yeah those um, are pretty good i'm not gonna lie and
1: before, they, you know, they had a very, very small menu. And even when they had a small menu, it was good. But now they they brought in this new kind of five-star restaurant chef. and like Did their, they really? Their, yeah. Their, their wow. whole, that's why their whole menu changes, because they brought in a new chef to take over their kitchen. Maybe
0: that's why it's so popular as far as dining there, because yeah. it, it is like a watering hole. It's a notorious mm-hmm. place where everybody goes and yeah. drinks, but... The food is really good, and that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. I didn't know that. They've got – I've you know, of course I follow them on Facebook,
1: and they've got, like, some brunch, brunch items that they sell, like, during the brunch hours. And I've always wanted to go during brunch, but I just haven't had to do it. But some of the pictures and stuff like that that they post – I'm just like, oh, my God, that looks so good. But I'd, I've never been able to go during the brunch hours. So I'm going to have to maybe do that, like, during vacation or something like that.
0: Yeah, indeed. I, I love I love going there, just hanging out. Sitting at the bar is always fun there. Like, the yeah. atmosphere is always a good time. Now, I did manage to drag Adrian out last weekend. Or was it was two weekends ago to my cousin's restaurant, Pork and Things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this weekend they had a barbecue competition which they needed judges and i was gonna hit you up and i was gonna, gonna
1: go i was gonna go but saturday i had to work and you know i was i was actually i was trying to convince my co-worker to come with me during our lunchtime. because our lunch is normally from like between 11 and 1 so i was like hey yeah. this is what's going on at pork and things um i said we need to go i was like i went there you know the other day and like, they have like the best ribs ever. Like I was bragging on it and he wanted to go, but we just weren't able to. So I did want to go Saturday, but I was just tied up with other stuff. It's definitely a place I'm, I'm, I'm good to go back to. And I would sure. imagine
0: you would be able to drag a lot of your coworkers out there. Cause oh, it's yeah. so close to the prison. It's right. in that area. Yeah. And if you guys haven't tried pork and things, please, it's, it's worth the drive. It's out on the outskirts of town. You got to give it a shot because the barbecue is is top notch, top tier. I love the bar, I love the atmosphere. Denny's done a really good job, so kudos to them.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I was very very impressed by that spot.
0: They do have an outdoor patio, which in the summer is going to be a, a fun spot yeah, to be at. So for sure. we're definitely going to have to hit up the patio.
1: Yeah, especially if they bring like you know live music and stuff like yeah that's he's gonna be he
0: said that they're gonna bring some acts and some artists to, yeah to come perform maybe even expand and build a stage out there because he owns all that land behind the restaurant
1: yeah that would be cool and that would that would attract a lot of people especially you know because where i live there's it's actually a, a very big community the only thing is, is there's just nothing out there and so you know if they were able to 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 do like you know live music and things like that that'd be great because there's there's not a place that does that on that side of town
0: other than starlight yeah other than starlight but besides starlight there's nowhere else yeah and you have to of drive course, into the city
1: and and this time of year you know from november to at least i would say april starlight's not doing anything right. because it's, pretty it's cold you know it's cold weather and so starlight doesn't start having acts or anything until about mid april so between between the beginning of november or we'll we'll just say the end of october from the end of october to mid april starlight's not doing nothing
0: you know and not to knock starlight but you have to expect high beer prices when yeah, you go they're out expensive. there and i understand why but it would be nice if they could just Turn it down a notch on the prices.
1: Have some specials or something going (laughs) on. Yeah, I mean something, something's because it's
0: literally what eight dollar beers and Uh, the lines are ridiculous. But it's a great venue. I'm I'm not going to say it's it's not because it is a good venue. It's mm -hmm. just the only that's the only knock I have on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it does get expensive. Like I think the last time I went there was, or last time we went there was when Sublime played, Mm -hmm. and. um yeah, it was it was like seven bucks a beer, and I think I spent like a hundred dollars
0: that night, and that was just on alcohol. Yeah, but the type of talent they bring through there has been pretty high quality. It's been
1: impressive. Yeah, it's, it's
0: been impressive, right? I mean, did did um, Midland Midland went and perform there a couple years ago, and at Hodgetown, too. Yeah, I, I saw them at Hodgetown. I didn't
1: I didn't have I didn't see him at Starlight, but I did see him
0: at a uh, But Co didn't go there, he went to Hodgettown, right?
1: Co Co Wetzel was at Hodgetown. He did eventually play at Starlight um the a uh, year later in their backyard. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where like homers and stuff like that used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. They set that stage up in that in that big field. You know, because acts like Co Wetzel and Parker McCollum are going to have so much people that, you know, their, their venue inside of Starlight
0: is not going to be able to hold that many people. There's right. no way. Um, so. Guess who Cell uh, is going to go see this week in Austin? Who's that? Journey. Oh yeah. With Toto. <laughs> that's actually that that would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. So some of her coworkers asked her if she wanted to go. They had some extra tickets. It's the
1: actual real band, though. It's not like a tribute band. Right, or it's the real like band. That. Okay, that's a, cool. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be in Austin. So she's gonna drive down there Tuesday, concerts Wednesday, and then come back on Thursday. So
1: That's cool.
0: Yeah. It doesn't make any difference that journey has been around for so long and now they're older. Their music is still good. It's, it's timeless. Still legendary. It's legendary. They're one of the you the, know the best yeah. '80s bands. Don't of all stop time.
1: believing is like the one of the greatest songs of all time, oh, in yeah.
0: my opinion. Yeah, they have got some good music, so kind of yeah. jealous about that. But you went and saw um, a local band mm-hmm. who you've thought and was I, really good. Yeah, and
1: I, I I didn't even know that they were playing. Um, one of my friends that I that I work with. One of our mutual friends, it was her birthday Saturday night. And so we went to bomb city Distillery. And I didn't know that they had a band there that night. You know, all of a sudden we're you know we're we're sitting down at the table we're 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 drinking our drinks, and all of a sudden, I hear like they cut the music off because they were playing music, mm-hmm. you know, from their speaker or whatever. But then all of a sudden that stopped. and then I heard drums.
0: Mm -hmm, some live music and
1: and i was like oh shit they got a band playing right and the very first song that they played was uh simple minds don't you forget about me and i was like oh fuck they're playing they're playing my shit that was the first song that they played and i was like hell yeah because anytime somebody's playing 80s you know of course i'm gonna get excited so yeah same here so Okay, you've been to Bomb City before, so you know when you're about to go upstairs, mm-hmm. there, there's like a door there's right there door, on the yeah. left. So they've set that area inside that door as with a stage and they put tables. Is it pretty roomy, pretty spacious? Yeah, it's okay. pretty
0: spacious. I never knew they had another but area it, back there for any type of entertainment. Yeah, I thought they, it was just all exclusively part of the brewery,
1: right? And it was that's where they kept like all the, the barrels. They, yeah. That's where they kept all their barrels of and, and stuff like that. All, basically, all their supply. But they actually set it up to where there's a stage, and they put tables and booths in there. It is roomy. But it is still kind of small, so it it, it gets really loud in there when the live right. band is playing. The acoustics are probably so, really
0: cool with all the yeah. brick and so like and wood and everything.
1: So like if you're really trying to go there to like conversate uh conversate with a big party, it's not really ideal because it gets really loud so you can't hear, you know, the people but that you're trying to talk to. Right, but yeah. I was kinda going in and out, but they played it's a local band and they played basically all the music that i liked. so again they started off with simple minds then they were playing like 90s grunge like local h and they were playing stone Temple pilots they even played modest mouse they played That's Red impressive. Hot Chili Peppers. impressive not a lot of bands will will, will cover like modest mouse no they're, i mean cuz they're an indie band mostly an indie band uh, you know they only had like one mainstream right. album
0: indie alternative rock. so the
1: fact that they played modest mouse like blew my mind Right. And then yeah. they and then, you know, they played Sublime. Then they kind of switched it up a little bit. They played some Crystal Stapleton. They even played some Wetzel. Wow. Not a lot of not a lot of the cover range bands. Of that band. Play Wetzel. That's impressive. They they literally played anything and everything and I thought they sounded really really good. And I went ahead and started following them on Facebook cuz
0: Yes, give them a shout out.
1: Um so they the name of the band is Rack Forty Five. That's R A K Dash forty five. Again, they're from Amarillo. And based on, on their Facebook, they they play mostly they play a lot at Bomb City and they also play a lot at uh Smokey Joe's. Apparently there's a place called Charlie's on Polk. Hmm.
0: Like six like
1: Six and Polk. <laughs> I've never heard of it either.
0: Maybe a new little venue. Yeah, it's somewhere off of
1: 6th and Polk in that area. Apparently, they
0: play a lot there, too. You and I are very similar in our taste in music. Mm -hmm. And we hear a lot of good live music around town, especially cover bands like the cassettes, Mm -hmm. all 80s. Yeah, And then you have a lot of country tribute bands and a lot of bands that, that travel through here and go to, like, you know, hoots and golden light and used to be left woods i've heard left woods is it's closing down which is sad yeah i heard they were closing. it's hard to find these local cover bands that cover 90s alternative 90s yeah because
1: most most of the bands that that play here like you know it's texas so most of them all just are just like straight country
0: country or outlaw country texas country that kind of vibe
1: yeah, but these guys they played like literally everything.
0: Literally, when they are playing again, I don't care where it is, we're gonna go.
1: Yeah, and it's the same thing as um, another band that I like is uh, Strange Whiskey.
0: Right, we uh, went to we, see them yeah, at uh, we, we saw that we saw them a couple times in the Smokey summer. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, and they woke. played
0: a little bit of everything too. Yep, and country if,
1: rock. Yeah. They even played R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> they, they transitioned Shin- one song. Yeah.
0: Into R. Kelly, and then back to the, the song they were originally playing. It was pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, it's there's not a lot of um, bands that will that, do that.
0: And they've got, so. Smokey Joe's is a cool little setup because they've got that outdoor mm-hmm. stage and venue. And on summer nights, it's the perfect place to go. Yeah. And
1: the food it's is laid great. Back. And the food yeah, is great, the, too.
0: The food is always great there. And then if you get tired of Smokey Joe's after the band stops playing, because it is outdoors, they have to stop at mm-hmm. a certain time. Right. You can go over to Golden Light or yep. down the street um, to Marshall's Tavern, which I don't think is open anymore. I'm not sure. They but probably close that shit down too. That, that, that building has changed ownership so many different times. And I feel like it's one of the best places on 6th Street to invite live music in. Mm-hmm. If you've got the right management, the right, I guess, yeah. setup, marketing.
1: And I think that's what was the problem because you know before it was Austin's pub, and I don't know what happened to the owners um, and of course, the pandemic had a lot to do with a lot of these bars in Amarillo closing down right. and changing yeah. and changing ownership and um, and things like that. so um, I think the last it,
0: time we went there was on my birthday last year. We went in there late night me you and my cousin went in there.
1: And it was shit. <laughs> yeah, there was like I don't. I remember there was a lot
0: of old people, which was cool. Yeah, and it was. A, it's a it definitely was a an country, older crowd. Country artist, like a two-piece band, and they were just.
1: I know. Out. I know. Lately, they they were known for having the midget. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah, the midget wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> they had the midget wrestling. We we shows. have yet to
0: go and watch uh, midget wrestling. Match. I
1: would honestly, I would honestly like to go to to the hamlet shopping center one of I these would days too. and and, yep. do, and go to
0: the wrestleplex and and i was meaning to do that over the christmas break i was going to take my son and yeah. we were going to go watch it's it's full-fledged entertainment wrestling just like yeah what you would see on tv
1: there's some guys that i worked with at the prison they don't work there anymore
0: but uh they used to work at the prison and and they are a part of the top of texas wrestling mm-hmm. And like we've talked about on the podcast before, wrestling has always been big in Amarillo. It was mm-hmm. part of you know one of the territories it's like here in the part Panhandle. Part of our culture in West know. Texas, yeah. It's it is it's been around since the early fifties.
1: Yeah, maybe even before that.
0: And the Funk's dad, uh, I can't remember his name, but he he he's the one so that kind of got it started. I think Dory was his name. Dory was Dory Funk? was Terry's brother. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah.
1: I'm thinking of something else. Then,
0: but yeah, wrestling's always been a part of Amarillo's, yeah, kind of fabric DNA, so Mm -hmm. to speak. And it it sucks that they tore down the, uh, the wrestling complex there on the at the fairgrounds. That should have been converted into like a historical building, but they they tore that down. That's where they used to do like shoot fighting and early UFC days. Yeah, back in the early to mid '90s. But yeah, live music in Amarillo. Shout out to Anyone who plays locally, kudos to you because we need that here in Amarillo. Yeah, we need that. They
1: were they were awesome. I was like I said, I was very impressed by their song selection and just the way they sounded was just. I, I would love to see them again, and I can't wait to see them again. It's definitely going to happen. Like I said, I followed them on Facebook for a reason so that I could see where they're going to be playing at next because I definitely want to see them again. They were they were
0: awesome. Something exciting happened this weekend and started this weekend. What was that? The inaugural season of the XFL. The new XFL.
1: <laughs> Man, I remember in, when was it? 2001 when the when XFL first yep. started.
0: Yep. With Vince McMahon. It
1: was so crazy. I remember all the antics, right. you know, the cheerleaders in scantily plaid, Uniform. the names of the players yeah like just made up
0: names (laughs) i mean it Um, was great i
1: remember what they didn't really have like a kickoff like they they just put the ball in the middle of of the field and two players had to just go fight for the damn ball like it was i like the way they do the kickoff now they move the kicking
0: team closer Mm -hmm. to the receiving team and allowing the kicker and returner to move until the ball was caught yeah which i think should be adopted at the professional level with mm-hmm. the nfl that would be really cool you know there's
1: see. i didn't know this but there's a lot of things that the xfl had in 2001 that the nfl did adapt eventually like for example i didn't know that the xfl in 2001 was w- or was the first uh i guess sports organization mm-hmm. that had sky camps. football league yeah like nobody had sky cams. That's like, interesting. I didn't know like that. Like they invented sky cams for the XFL, and then the NFL was like, "Oh shoot, we need those too." Like those are cool. Those are right. awesome. Like look at these, you know, images that they're able to capture with these sky cams. I and, really. And the NFL adopted that's that that's interesting. The
0: XFL. That, that's really cool. And I, I like the the sideline interviews with the players, coaches. Same
1: and, thing, like uh, players mm-hmm. being uh, players and coaches being mic'd up. The XFL was the one that
0: started that shit. And they know? literally would yeah. shove a microphone in their face yeah. and interview them on the sideline. Yeah. And it's cool that the NFL does the mic'd up stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some some pre-recorded episodes that I watched the other day on ESPN Plus, and it was just NFL mic'd up. Yeah. It's pretty cool to hear players interact with each other and kind of hear some of the uh, the play calls and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty cool that they the XFL... Have some new rules this season that they didn't have before.
1: Yeah, they're making it more similar to the NFL,
0: so that it's more professional. Like they're allowing two forward passes on the same play.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's cool. And I, I think the Rock taking over. It's him and his ex-wife are like the I think the majority owners of the league.
0: The Rock is.
1: Yeah, and I and I feel like because the rock is he he's a businessman Mm -hmm. and he knows business and i think he's definitely going to make that league what it should be and um you know so far i I didn't watch all of the games yesterday and i didn't watch any games yesterday but i did watch some snippets of yesterday's game i think it was vegas and arlington was the first game yesterday my my man bob stoops yeah i watched (laughs) i watched some some of the game and you know what they're
0: they're playing some quality. football, It's competitive man. football. It it really is. It's, it's quality, and they're playing in the old Rangers Stadium, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, um,
1: which is uh, I think I think they call it Choctaw Stadium now. It was. I mean, to me, it's always good to be the
0: ballpark, but they have like a sky judge, yeah. where he can call penalties from the skybox.
1: I didn't see from that the press box. I didn't see that.
0: Yeah, and they're allowing players to wear more padding in their helmets to decrease the C- possibility CTE? of CTE yeah. concussions, that sort of thing. So they're doing some revolutionary things with the game that I'm a fan of.
1: And watch the NFL follow suit. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you. And they have it's like, they did the first time the XFL right. was around
0: when you score a touchdown, you can go for one, two or three.
1: How do you go for three?
0: It's just, I think it's like on the 10 or 15 yard line. You oh, just so, you just, so you just move back a little mm-hmm. bit further, you move back a little bit further. That's cool. Yep. And you can throw a second forward pass behind the line of scrimmage as well as beyond the line of scrimmage, which oh yeah. normal football, regulation football, you cannot do. I'm all for making it more entertaining. And that's what the XFL is all about, right? To make it's it way entertaining, more entertaining. Yeah. And it's kind of intertwined with entertainment wrestling with the aura of being as flamboyant as possible to captivate your audience, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what the XFL does. I think it's a good selling point. I, I like it. It gives us more football. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want to watch more football, especially now that the NFL is over, college football is over. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to be faster, more exciting overall. And they're going to have a 10-game regular season with a playoff format. Yeah. Which I think is good. Not, you know, NFL, 17 games, too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much. It used to be 16. Now it's expanded. Yeah. It just gets too many games, right?
1: Yeah. And then some teams don't even get a bye week to, like, week 14, which is ridiculous. You know, um, that's, that's you know, playing 13 games straight and then finally getting a break. That's, that's got to be rough. You
0: yeah. And you just, the more games you play, the more likely it is for you to get injured. And- mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you make the playoffs, you have a good enough record. And then towards the end of the season, you get some guys hurt and banged up. They don't participate in the playoffs. It just, your team's not as competitive rolling in. I'm a fan of the 10-game season. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, the Super Bowl, the officiating to me is getting out of hand. And we can go down that rabbit hole if you want with the officiating. It's just getting too ticky-tacky. That's that's my thoughts on all of that. In the
1: Super Bowl, though, it it was going both ways. Honestly, like 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 there were shitty calls going both ways. You know, Eagles fans are are gonna bitch and moan and cry um, for a while about that. You know, holding call um, there at the end in the fourth quarter. But the fact of the matter is, which is they have a legit you, argument, and so do the Chiefs. You know, you gave you know you gave up. You know, over 100 yards well, right. receiving yeah. to their tight end. Your, your defense <laughs> you know? puts you in that situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At the defensively, end of the game. both teams were terrible. Right. Defensively, both teams were terrible. Um, you know, if you and, and defense wins championships, uh, we all know Very that. True. If Very it, true. you, it comes down to defense. You've got to stop the other team from scoring, and they weren't able to do that. You not know. when it
0: mattered the most. And, you know, right there on third and eight, I believe it was, with the hold. The issue I have with it is if it's not egregious enough to notice. Hand and not fighting that, happens I mean, at the line of scrimmage every play. Yeah. And Juju Smith, Sh- Schuster, he didn't break stride. He continued his route. It's not like he, got, he was impeded from running his route. The ball was way overthrown, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't like the call in that moment. I say let them play. Yeah. Especially considering the amount of violence that occurs at the line of scrimmage, even mm-hmm. out there on the edge yeah, like receivers could, and DBs. I mean, you you can put your hands on each other. It happens every play, and there is holding every play. You could throw a yeah, flag every play. Yeah, you, you could to. throw a flag every play. But it wasn't egregious enough to throw it in that moment. Yeah. Did he grab the jersey? Yes. And he even admitted
1: that he grabbed the jersey. But
0: but did he uh, grab was it was to it the degree to yeah. throw a flag it and enough? to prevent him from Running his route, yeah, getting open to was try it, to catch was the Was it ball.
1: enough to give the other team, the Chiefs, the first down? Or and and another
0: thing I have issue with is the fact that instead of the Eagles getting a minute and a half to go down the field to see if they could answer and have a rebuttal possession,
1: mm-hmm.
0: instead they get the ball with eight seconds because of that call. Mm-hmm. It's like the Chiefs are the new Patriots. They're the golden children of the NFL. They love Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It, it's always good for the NFL to have – a poster child, a, a, a king on a, on his throne, looking down among everybody, and that's what Patrick Mahomes is right now. I mean, he's yeah. undisputably the best quarterback in the league, and the NFL he's, wants that.
1: He is the new Tom Brady. He is the new Tom Brady. He's
0: he's on the way for sure. Now, whether or not he can sustain that longevity is as long as Tom Brady we will see. But he definitely has the talent. He has the ability. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a good quarterback. I mean that that's pretty indisputable. But he did not play great in all three Super Bowls. I will say that. No. He didn't have you know an amazing game in any of those Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to transition into our next topic. Baseball spring training is is beginning. However, softball is well and underway.
1: Yeah, we know we we all know you're going to go with
0: OU. Which they're a powerhouse right now, a dynasty. Patty Gasso, she's unstoppable. Yeah,
1: they that that program is going to be good for years to come. They've reloaded. There's, you know, a few other schools that you know could definitely, I think, have the p- potential to dethrone OU. Um, but it, it's all going to come down to pitching. You but know, Florida
0: State, UCLA, Texas.
1: Virginia Tech, Oklahoma State. There's
0: always a surprise team in there that emerges and has a fantastic season and makes noise in the college women's World Series. Mm-hmm. Which would you ever consider going? Since it's so close.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to go. I just, I just never have. Um, you know, I played softball for a number of years as a kid, um, and then in high school as well. Played, and i followed. I've followed. College softball in United States women's softball since at least mid to late nineties. And so I've always I've always wanted to go to Oklahoma City and
0: watch the World Series. I've driven past the stadium, it's a very impressive stadium. And
1: they're getting a new one.
0: And they're getting a new one.
1: That's gonna be, I think, multi million dollar stadium from Loves. It's, like, I think Loves is gonna be the yeah sponsor
0: for it. They're a big sponsor in yeah. the state of Oklahoma, but I'm going to persuade you, please just come over to the Crimson and Cream side. You can be an Oklahoma fan. No. You. The best softball <laughs> not, program in the nation. It's not going to happen, bro. bro. <laughs> I think it's going to be cool that softball is going to return to the Olympics in 2028. Yeah. We're a little ways away, but that's going to be awesome it because it ended in, been, what, 2008?
1: Yeah, it should have never been taken out. But, you know, it, it's it's coming back. And uh, you know, hopefully the United States will will thrive. I don't know, because Japan is also very, very good. Um and and a lot of that has to do with the fact in, in, in Japan they play softball and baseball all year round. There is oh, yeah. no break like yeah, there's no time it, off. They play it all year round and they're very good. Um so so we'll see what happens.
0: I can't wait for the college World Series. You yeah. Know? And it's always exciting because there's so many teams. Mm -hmm. 64 teams. Comes down to one national champ. Spring training's coming up. Where would you rather go watch spring training? In the Grapefruit League or the Cactus League? Florida or Or Arizona? Arizona. (laughs) Which one?
1: Honestly, um, Arizona, I would assume, is going to be just like Texas, where it's just dry and fucking miserable. Exactly. Um, But in
0: February, March... Maybe it won't be as bad.
1: I probably would rather go to Florida. Me too. But I mean, my heart wants to go to you know, cactus because that's where the Rangers are going to play their spring training, and I'm really pumped to see how the Rangers play this season, especially how they pitch. That's what. That's I'm It's always really the biggest curious. concern is pitching. Yeah, I mean we're we're bringing back Mike Maddox and Greg Maddox, who Greg Maddox is one of the probably the greatest pitcher of all time oh I mean, definitely yeah. dude dude was an 18 time gold glove winner and had one of the lowest eras of all time um and his brother mike was our pitching coach from 2009 to 2015 which are some of our most successful years in ever the, in in the franchise yep. i mean we went to two back-to-back world series made the playoffs a, a lot of a lot of that success was due to Mike Maddox. I mean, he he made scrub pitchers
0: like C.J. Wilson into fucking stars. Right, a good pitching coach um, can can do wonders. Yeah. For the average pitcher, the little nuances in pitching, if you really refine them with a good coach, mm-hmm. th- there's no telling how good you can be.
1: Yeah. Say, softball and baseball are just the best, and and it it actually really surprised me today because normally ESPN doesn't play softball games or air softball games until the world series happens but they were playing a game tonight florida state in alabama who are two top 10 teams i think florida state was ranked seventh and alabama it was, was like ranked 12th 12, yeah. i believe yeah um but that'll probably change after tonight because alabama did win uh and two to one they've got
0: one of the best pitchers
1: they have the best pitcher montana fouts is considered the best pitcher in college softball right now, um, I
0: don't like to see Alabama she, go to anything she, else she besides only, football.
1: Yeah, she, <laughs> she the only run she gave up was a home run um, to a pitcher. Uh, she lost the pitch, and that that batter just made really good connection with it, the sweet spot of the bat, and hit Happens it out. To everybody. And that was the only the yep. only run that she gave up. Um, but then after that, she shut him down, and Alabama ended up winning two to one. So they may change the rankings a little bit, but. Yeah, she's she's considered the, the, the best pitcher in softball right now, Montana
0: Feltz. And Alabama's men's basketball team are one of the best teams in all of college basketball right now, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good teams. UCLA is what ranked number two right now in the softball national polls. Florida's number three. Oklahoma's number one. I mean, those are probably going to be your Virginia, top three all yeah. season.
1: Virginia Tech should be up there as well. So should Arkansas
0: um yeah arkansas is number four oklahoma state is number five clemson is number six florida state seven Tennessee i'm surprised eight.
1: by clemson being up there
0: yeah oklahoma state their women's softball is always pretty solid and ucla we all know how good ucla is oh yeah florida state is always scrappy texas is down there at 13 right now which they've only played a handful of games so yeah, far. yeah it's the just season. the
1: beginning and so far you know, at the beginning of the season, you know they play what they call invitationals, which are basically like tournaments. Um, so they kind of play like random, random teams in the period of you know say three or four days, um, and they usually play that same team multiple times. So right now, it's kind of hard to judge, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, I mean, I mean, because like let, let's take Florida State and Virginia Tech. Right. A lot of people, you know, Virginia Tech was the the second-rate team in softball last year, and they got upset Mm -hmm. very early in the the Women's College World Series. So did uh, Florida State. Yep. You know, Texas went in there unranked, and they made it to the championship. So, I mean...
0: It's just like OU baseball. Made it all the way to the national championship against Ole Miss. Just came out of nowhere.
1: You know, it's so it kind of really doesn't matter about what what goes on during the regular season like once once the, the the world series happens you know anything can happen and any team can can come through so exactly
0: i'm excited to see how not only college softball season will unfold which it's always fun to watch it in the summer yeah there in june but i'm also you know with the mlb you know they'll have those 30 exhibition games in, in spring training so you kind of get a good look at at, at every team Yep. And all the up-and-coming players. But, you know, the Astros are still going to be on top, the Braves, the Yankees. I mean, those three, to me, are kind of like the top dogs rolling into this season.
1: Yeah. You know, on on paper, you know, you would think the Padres have the best team. I mean, just based on their lineup. I mean, Manny Machado, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr. I yep. mean, it's now they have Xander Bogarts. I mean, it's. I mean, on paper they should probably. We might as well just crown them now, but yeah, anything can happen. So, um, it's a long season. People the Mets gotta stay, too. Yeah, people got to
0: stay healthy. The Dodgers. Yeah. It,
1: I do think the Rangers are going to to definitely have uh, significantly improved from the last couple of seasons.
0: I hope, so. um, I hope so. I hope we can make the postseason play in October. I think Chris
1: Young, is who's our new general manager, and, of course, he used to pitch for us. He's trying to make a lot of big changes. He, he's, he's not scared to spend money, obviously, because they paid Corey Seager a big contract a couple years ago, Marcus Simeon a big contract. Yep. Then they just they made a surprise big move and got Jacob deGrom, which a lot of people are talking shit about because he is very injury prone. Matter of fact, they were talking shit about him the other day because the very first day that the pitchers were supposed to report and start throwing, he doesn't do it because he had, I guess, cramps mm. because of the colder weather. And so they're like, oh, it already, you know, Jacob DeGrom's already hurt. He hasn't even thrown a fucking pitch yet, and he's already fucking hurt. You know, <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, because yes, he is very injury prone, and the Rangers, unfortunately, have a bad history of paying injury prone players a lot of money. Like, take uh, Chan Ho Park, for example. They paid that motherfucker so much money, and all he did was. Stay on the injured reserve list, so
0: it happens, especially with so many games that they play throughout a season. And you know the the rotation bullpen wise, are we going to have a, a contention worthy bullpen? That's the biggest question mark. Yeah, with the Rangers, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, they can they can sustain some consistent success throughout the season and not drop drastically and take a nosedive. So, in other news, Michael Jordan. Makes largest ever Make-A-Wish donation of $10 million. MJ, sharing the wealth.
1: Is he getting that money from gambling? or?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> from, from my understanding, it's straight out of his Shoes? pocket. And Shoes? He gave the money to Make-A-Wish Foundation, which to me is the best charity I, around.
1: I wonder how much money he makes just from shoe sales.
0: Oh, man. That's probably in the billions.
1: I've never been a fan of Jordans, like or basketball, I was when I was a kid, or basketball shoes in general. I liked to ne- collect them when I was a kid. I've never worn Jordans. I've never bought a pair of Jordans. It just wasn't my thing. But then it also, basketball has never really been one of my favorite sports. So I think that's probably a reason why too. But I'd be, I'd be, cur- I'm curious to know how much money he makes just based on.
0: You, you want to know? The shoe sales? $4.8 billion annually. You just look that up? Mm hmm. That was in 2021. That's just on his shoe sales. Mm hmm. And that's 31% increase from the previous But I mean, how much? Previous years, $3.6 billion.
1: Because, I mean, I'm sure Nike. Yeah, not all of it. Nike is, is getting. Hundreds of millions are going into yeah. his pocket.
0: Yeah. He's that's the most crazy. lucrative professional athlete to ever live. Yeah. The amount of money he makes. From apparel. Which is shoes, crazy. Which is the, which is merchandise, everything. Memorabilia. Is,
1: this is what's so crazy about it is he hasn't played in the NBA since when? Two thousand? Two thousand
0: three? Two thousand two, two
1: thousand three. Two thousand three? When he played for the Wizards? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh so he hasn't played professionally in twenty years, and this dude is still
0: He's, making, he's making, still making,
1: making millions to billions of dollars. And the cool
0: thing is, is they're coming just, out with just a, from his name a feature film about the startup of how his shoes Why? came to life. Why? Because they're so iconic. <laughs> There's so many people that invest so much into collecting his shoes, wearing his shoes, and not only the shoes, it's the brand. You see the brand now yeah. on jerseys, even football jerseys. University of Oklahoma has has a Jumpman logo. University of Florida. There's a lot Michigan. of universities, Michigan, that, that's adopted the brand. Because it's bigger than just a shoe brand now. It's just an overall brand that you can slap on almost anything, and it's going to bring credibility to that item, whatever it may be. Yeah. And people are going to flock to that brand because he's, he's created a monster with, with the popularity of it, with the success that he's had. And let's be honest, a lot of the designs... Throughout the years, have been really quality designs. I mean, there's some shoes out there that I could care less about.
1: I've just never cared about it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've, I've, I'm just not a fan of the shoes. They, like I said, they, they just were never my thing.
0: I grew up playing basketball. I was really heavily into Jordans and wearing Jordans and collecting them when I was a kid. But as I got into middle school, high school, kind of died down quite a bit because i stopped playing basketball but back then you know when we were kids in the 90s to me there was nothing better than owning a pair of jordans I, yeah
1: i i was really into basketball as well whenever i was younger matter of fact i remember my parents put a basketball goal on layaway at walmart for me and i had this basketball goal you know in our driveway and that's all I did all day, every day when I wasn't at school was shoot hoops. But then as I got older I got more interested in other sports like soccer right, and softball. Same. Um, and I just I just started to care less and less about basketball and, and soccer and softball were like up here to me and and so I just kind of lost interest in basketball. And still to this day, um, I'm not going to say I don't care about basketball because I, I do pay attention to the NBA and what's going on. And I'm a big Mavericks fan. and
0: Yeah. so My love for professional basketball took a nosedive. I would say at the beginning of my high school years when I stopped really playing basketball, I really didn't watch it as much. But as a kid, I loved it.
1: Yeah, I watched. I especially like late nineties or, or mid mid nineties, right. late like nineties, early two thousands. I watched basketball, but I only watched um, the playoffs. Like I didn't really care about the regular season. I just wanted to see the playoffs, in the finals, and yeah. that's almost kind of like now. I mean, every once in a while I'll catch a Mavericks game if if um, there's nothing else on, but I really don't pay attention to basketball until it's the the finals, until it's playoffs. Mm. Same thing with college basketball. I really don't pay attention until March Madness comes. Right. You know, it's just one of those
0: things. I'd rather watch college basketball over them watch nba and now i've kind of fallen in love with the game as an adult again because now i'm coaching it at the middle school level mm-hmm. so i i do watch more basketball now the past you know four years since i've been coaching it. and I, I do love to coach basketball every every year i look forward to the to the basketball season like going back to my childhood like the jordan 11s the jordan 12s those were the the shoes that i had growing up that i loved that i would like hardly ever wear because i didn't want to scratch them up or or scuffle them up. The love of the game back then was strong, and now it's kind of came back since I've been coaching it. But it's a it's a fun game to play as well. Like yeah. I love playing basketball. It's it's the best workout you're ever gonna have. Playing any sport is constant, constant cardio, constant up and down the court. That and wrestling, I would say those two sports right there, you're gonna get the most out of it as yeah. far as you know getting into shape getting in better physical fitness, it will give you the workout that you're looking for.
1: Yeah. I felt that way about soccer. Man, and I, I never hid- got into I hated, soccer. I hated our workouts during soccer. Oh, yeah. We'd have to run a mile like twice a day and I hated running. And I think that's why I went to softball is because <laughs> you only gotta run if you get on base, you know? <laughs> so Exactly. That's why I love baseball. Less,
0: there's a lot less running. Yep. You know, so baseball th- and football were my loves. You'd Marvel movie in the history of Rotten Tomatoes. It's only the second Marvel movie to have a rotten rating, the first being Eternals, and this one is dropping and dropping and dropping. I don't wanna give people the impression that I hated Ant Man and the Wasp once made it because I didn't. It's a movie with a lot of great stuff in it, but I'm not sure it's a great movie. There are stretches of the movie that I would also say are great, but as a whole, it did feel pretty messy. Not a home run that we thought it would be. No, I'd say it's it's definitely being logged in the books isn't out. You know, it's not even a hit. You're not getting a walk, it's definitely Definitely an out. I trust the foggy still, but there is something in the back of my head now where I'm worried. So the latest installment in the Marvel franchise never takes flight despite its hardworking cast. Why? Why is Ant-Man failing miserably? Have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet, but um, I haven't heard a good thing about it
1: yet, which is kind of disappointing. But honestly, the second Ant-Man was not very good. So uh, is this the third? Yeah, this is the third okay. one. So you had Ant-Man was the first one, and then you had See, Ant-Man and the Wasp was the second one, and now Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium is the third one. The second one wasn't very good, and, and this is what I've always told people. And this is why I'm surprised, because I really thought that um, Jonathan Majors was, was going to make a good villain. So I've always told this to everybody. In order to make a really good comic book movie, you need a good villi- villain. villain. Mm-hmm. which this in in the second ant-man the villain is not very good. And I think that's what caused that movie to fail and not be as good as it should have been. So I'm only assuming because again I haven't made, I haven't watched this movie and since there's so many bad rev- reviews I probably won't watch it until it's on streaming. <laughs> right. Cuz I'm not going to go waste my money at the theater to go see if it, if it's that bad. But I'm assuming that Jonathan Majors as King the Conqueror is was was not as good as I had
0: hoped he was going to be. I mean, the first one got really good reviews, right? And and yeah, if you know me, good. if you're listening, you know I'm not into any superhero movies now as an adult, but I I can appreciate them. I know Paul Rudd does a really good job with Ant Man. The first one was really popular. The first one was great. If you look at the
1: entire MCU, not all of the movies in the MCU are great. I mean, like, let's take a look at Thor the Dark World shit. Avengers, the one where they fucking destroy that city. I can't remember which one it was. It was like the second Avengers movie. It was the second Avengers movie.
0: So is this the first time the Wasp has appeared in any of these movies recently? No, she,
1: she was in the second one. She becomes the Wasp in the second movie. Age of Ultron. That's the one I was talking about. Gotcha. uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron was not very good. I wasn't a big fan of Iron Man three. Really wasn't that big of a fan of Iron Man two. Honestly, I mean, so historically, a lot of these, uh, not all of the MCU movies are great. You know, it just it it is what it is. You're gonna have hits and you're gonna have misses.
0: I feel like you have to be like an all out fan of a a specific hero or. Or universe to really give it a chance, yeah. Because I've I've never I was never an Ant Man fan growing up. I wasn't really exposed to Ant Man, so well. I mean, that shit, how
1: many how many people knew about Ant Man before the movie came out? It
0: doesn't give me a lot of motivation Not to go lot? see it. I mean, like you know, I'm Batman, Spider Man, X Men, mm-hmm. Transformers, that kind of stuff. I loved, yeah. Which they're coming out with another Batman I, too. Yeah, which I, I'd love to see that, but. Like, Ant-Man, all these quirky heroes. I just don't care.
1: And that's the thing is, you know, Marvel is, is starting to make uh, shows and movies uh, with comic book characters that people are not familiar with. Like, like you know, Disney Plus, there's, you know, Moon Knight. How many people knew about Moon Knight before the series came out? I didn't know about Moon Knight.
0: I've never heard of it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when did it come out? Uh, Last year, uh, there was a, a series a Disney Plus series on Moon Knight. It stars uh, Oscar Isaac as the main character. But yeah, I mean Moon Knight is not a very well-known popular comic book Marvel character. You know, he's not like a Spider-Man or an X-Men or an Avenger or anything like that. Like he's I I had no idea who Moon Knight was until the series came out. Right. At all. I have no idea still. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, and of course there, you know, they did a She-Hulk series, which I actually kind of like that one. I feel like the MCU is starting to kind of run its course. You know, there's only there's only so far that you can take it. I mean, there's there's endless possibilities because you have so many storylines and story arcs from the Marvel comics that you could literally, they can literally make Marvel movies until the end of fucking time. So
0: what's one MCU movie that you would die to see and have them make? And it could be a remake, could be an original that they just haven't made yet. Like as far
1: as the story art goes,
0: story art. Let me see. I mean, I'd, I'd go with like something newer.
1: Like, like I would like to see like an Avengers wasteland story arc you know where they're having to fight fucking dr doom
0: what about like the silver surfer yeah
1: i would i would they're supposed to be remaking and redoing fantastic four so that is one thing and and again dr doom is in avengers wasteland so i would like to see an avengers wasteland story arc done and yeah i'd I'd, they need to redo fantastic four because the ones that were made back in the Mid two thousands was definitely not the best, and then the one that they they rebooted Wolverine a and few X-Men. a few a few years ago was fucking one. terrible. So so yeah, I, I I definitely want want to see an MCU version of Fantastic Four and an Avengers Wasteland with Doctor Doom would be cool. But I was always more of a DC fan, right? Growing up, I was more of a Batman fan me too batman is my number one favorite superhero and and the superman
0: too can't leave superman out yeah the flash do you like the flash
1: yeah and i'm i'm excited for some of these new dc films to come out like they showed the flash trailer during the super bowl and michael keaton returning as batman i think is gonna be really fucking cool
0: is black adam marvel or dc dc okay
1: yeah he's dc He's a part of the Shazam. Gotcha. World.
0: There's so many to keep track of. Yeah,
1: a couple of movies that that are currently like in production right now that I'm really super excited for. Like MCU is making a Blade, Blade, mm-hmm. a new Blade movie with Mahershala Ali as Blade. I was a huge fan of the Blade series with with Wesley Snipes, and so for them to redo blade i'm excited to see how they do it you know especially with the new technology and new cgi that you have now i'm really excited to see that i wish they would redo spawn i wish they would reboot spawn that was one of my favorite ones in the 90s, <laughs> and when i watch it now i'm just like oh my god this is shit and it's because you know the cgi and technology was not the same back in the 90s yeah so i would like for them for somebody to please redo spawn please like reboot Venom? spawn with the Tom Hardy? Mm-hmm. He um,
0: wasn't the best. Venom or Green Lantern?
1: Which one was better?
0: As a hero, as a Venom. villain.
1: Venom. Green Lantern, is to me, was never interesting.
0: Kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the one that came out in 2011. It was not very good.
1: That's considered one of the worst superhero movies of all time. Yeah. That and Batman and Robin with George Clooney. <laughs> I did a Batman marathon not too long ago. Oh, did like, you? Like, I started with the 1989 Batman with Michael Keaton. And then I watched Batman Returns. Um, and then I watched Batman Fa- Forever. Batman and Robin, though, I could only get through the first 30 minutes. And I was like, this is fucking terrible. And Cringy. I quit watching yeah. it. it. was It's so horrible. When I was a kid, though, I liked it. But now, as an adult, that movie is so fucking terrible. It's without a doubt the worst superhero movie in my opinion. And oh, then I watched and then I watched the Christopher Nolan trilogy and then I watched in my opinion the best Batman movie, The Batman. I
0: enjoyed the Batman um with Robert animated Pattinson. series back in oh, the late it's so 90s. Good. Oh I yes. used to watch That's those my favorite like Bat- Batman and Mr. Freeze. Mhm. It was like in 98 or 99 that was really good. Um, the Mask
1: of Fantasia, whatever that one's called. It was a, it was the first animated Batman movie that was based on the animated series. That's like considered one of the best animated uh, movies of all time.
0: Yeah, there were so many good ones back then.
1: I was never I was never big on Superman. Honestly, I think just because the whole Clark Kent thing you know all he does is fucking take off his glasses to become <laughs> fucking Superman. I just Uh, I don't know I just never cared for that but I mean I mean I like Superman I just just not as much as I'm gonna like Batman right and then of course Wolverine's definitely number two and I'm excited to see Wolverine in the next Deadpool movie because he's supposed to be Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds confirmed that um, Wolverine was gonna be in Deadpool 3 so I think that's gonna be fucking awesome.
0: All right, we're going to conclude the podcast with one more topic. But what's the worst thing about living in the Texas Panhandle?
1: Honestly, the worst the worst thing for me is the weather. It's, it's the fucking weather, the bipolar fucking weather. You never know what the weather's going to be like no matter what these meteorologists and weathermen say. Like it, the weather here is so unpredictable. You know, one day it'll be sunny and nice and beautiful, and then the next day it's
0: just shit.
1: <laughs> it's fucking wind wind gusts of sixty miles. Come on, per you hour. don't you don't
0: like the uh, variety of different weather we can have in one no, day? No,
1: no, I don't want to fucking enjoy the 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 beautiful outdoors one day and then the next day there's a fucking tornado going on outside. And then the day after that it's a fucking blizzard. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's so... It's fuck, unpredictable it's so and it keeps random. you on your toes. It's so random. It is. You know, like today, today, you know, we go golfing and, and you know, first thing that I saw was it's going to be fucking 70 degrees. That's perfect golf weather. Yep. But the wind was blowing, gusting... Between 20 to 25 miles per hour the whole time we were out there. And it just really, it, re- it really puts a damper on your day, you know. And, and it's been windy for like every day for like the last two weeks now. Mm-hmm. It hasn't gone away. And looking at my weather app on my phone, it's supposed to be windy every single
0: day this week until next Thursday. That's not good for me. Like, it's... We start track this week, and we have a practice track meet on Wednesday, and then have to work the high school meet on Friday. Like, there's nothing more that I hate than to be outside, you know, during a track meet when it's super windy.
1: Yeah, it's it just puts a damper on everything. The wind sucks.
0: The biggest issue that I have, it's not really the weather, which the weather can be awful at times, but it's just like the... uh, The lack of respect I feel like we get in the Texas Panhandle, like when it comes to getting new things in town, that I feel like a city our size deserves. Um, We're like the last.
1: We're like the best bastard stepchild of Texas,
0: right? And no one really (laughs) appreciates or acknowledges that the Texas Panhandle exists, which is annoying. But yeah, yeah, just like not not getting you know a top golf of any kind or. You know all of these luxuries that even even other cities our size have HEBs just we just kind of get overlooked with a lot of things we're we're getting a Bucky's you know within the next year but I feel like
1: I feel like a lot of the reasons why we don't get big businesses out here is because there's like this tradition of oh everything needs to be local you know what I mean like. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we don't have like 7-11s and all subs here is because we are overran by a local convenience store business. And so those other businesses like an all subs and 7-11 don't want to fucking come here because of that. So I think a lot of a lot of that has to do with why we're not getting bigger business. But yeah, a top golf here would make a lot of business. And we have plenty of land to build a top here right plenty of land there's plenty of opportunity to have a it's
0: here. it's like nobody wants to give Amarillo a chance and it, it's just frustrating
1: and when they do build and bring new stuff in it's like the same shit that we've already got
0: but it makes sense to to bring new things here we're, we're we got we were at the epicenter of of i forty and i twenty seven where they intersect like we mm-hmm. we have so much there's so many traffic tra- we have travelers coming through yeah, there's so
1: many travels travelers that come through that's one of the things is like people you know we get excited for something new coming up and like i said it's the same shit like how many fucking coffee new coffee shops have oh my we fucking god gotten it's in insane last, isn't it in the We've last a year ton.
0: there's another one going up you know, at 34th and uh Georgia. why
1: how many fucking coffee shops do we fucking need
0: i don't know i i never knew that
1: Hey everybody, we got a fucking Dutch Bros.
0: The Texans. Okay,
1: what the fuck is the difference between? What the fuck is the difference between Dutch Bros. and fucking Starbucks? <laughs> Coffee's fucking coffee. It, it just, i don't give a fuck what you say. Coffee <laughs> is fucking coffee. You got all the local ones, and you got these these big corporation ones, and it's just. It's just like, fuck, man, how many coffee shops do we need? Every time I fucking drive anywhere on the other side of town, there's always a sign saying something, oh, new coffee shop coming up, you know, like, fuck. How many coffee shops do like, we need? Like, give us
0: something new besides food and coffee, Yeah, please. I mean, we, we love our food, but come on. We need more, I, more things to do with our families, you know, without shit, being bum-rushed by too many people. Synergy ain't it. I mean, for the longest time... We had the movie theaters. (laughs) We had Mr. Gaddy's. (sighs) Um, We had, you know, Sports World, Putt-Putt Golf. But even those aren't popular anymore. And times have changed. And
1: then some of those places are still open. But here's the problem with the world right now is Mm -hmm. nobody wants to fucking work. So when you go to places like Synergy or even Mr. Gaddy's, the service has declined. The food has declined. Uh, And again, that's because nobody wants to work ever since the pandemic. Like nobody, nobody wants to fucking work anymore. So, you know, it's changed a lot. Like take, take part three tonight, for example, the service was terrible tonight and it's usually not like that, but you've got three people working a bar with tons of people in it and they're trying to do multiple jobs at the same time because they don't have fucking staff. That's the sad reality for a lot of places. Nowadays, I mean, uh, even last night when I went to Bomb City, they they had two bartenders, mm-hmm. and it was packed in there. I mean, they had a live band, so I mean, of course they're packed. They're like when we went to
0: Hoots that night. Yeah,
1: they had two bartenders, and you know these people are swamped.
0: Five hundred people you know, wanting drinks. Yeah, so which they like, ha- they have room to expand the bar and to open more serving areas, but you're nobody right. Nobody wants to work. It's a problem. It's a problem, but yeah, I mean Amarillo. I feel like we get shit on more than any other city in West we Texas. We do. It's unfortunate because we we do have a lot of travelers that come through here, and it would be nice to have more things for, there's so for much, people to there's do. There's
1: so much history in mm. this town. There's a lot of history.
0: Yeah, we just we deserve better.
1: I, yeah, I, I definitely better. I definitely agree.
0: But the weather, I I can I can empathize with the weather, but sometimes i enjoy it sometimes i enjoy the changes i enjoy the up and down roller coaster with that being said we're gonna wrap this episode up tune in next week for a brand new episode peace peace